Good morning. Today's scripture reading is Romans 8, verses 1 through 11. There is, therefore, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I moved to Dallas for seminary, I was a single man, and my apartment reflected that reality. I made peace with the mess in my apartment because it was my mess, and I knew how to find what I needed most of the time. I would leave dirty dishes in the sink if I didn't feel like washing dishes. I would let dirty clothes pile up if I didn't feel like doing laundry. And I really didn't spend any time on beautifying my place because I had a practiced disregard for beauty in my apartment. But when I married Vanessa, and she moved in with me, all of that began to change. It was no longer okay for me to make peace with the mess in my apartment because Vanessa lived with me and she expected a clean place. It was no longer okay for me to leave dirty dishes in the sink or to let dirty clothes pile up because Vanessa wanted a more functional and organized place. And when Vanessa moved in, she brought all of her stuff with her and she began to unpack and beautify the place with pictures and decor and all of the stuff. And she moved through our place like, ooh, we need a picture for this wall and and flowers for this table and, and a candle for that nightstand. When Vanessa moved in and unpacked, that apartment went through a much needed change. Many people live life on their own terms and their lives reflect that reality. They make peace with the mess in their lives, 
They leave certain dirty corners in their lives, and, and they let life inconsistencies pile up because they don't feel like doing the difficult inner work. They don't really spend any time beautifying their lives morally or ethically because they have a practiced disregard for beauty in their lives. But when you come to know the Lord, He sends the Holy Spirit to indwell you, to move in with you, and things begin to change. It's no longer okay to make peace with the mess in your life because the Spirit lives with you and He expects a clean place. It's no longer okay for you to leave dirty corners in your life or to let life inconsistencies pile up because the Spirit wants a more functional and organized life for you. And when the Spirit moves in, He brings all of His stuff with Him and He begins to unpack and to beautify your life with the moral and ethical virtues of the Lord Jesus. He begins to move through your life like, here's some righteousness for your sin. Here's some grace for your trials. Here's some strength for your weakness. When the Spirit moves in and unpacks the life of Christ in you, your life goes through a much needed change. And in our text for today, we are going to take a look at two of the most significant pieces of luggage that the Holy Spirit brings with Him when He moves into your life, when He comes to live with you. And we're going to see that the Spirit unpacks freedom and the Spirit unpacks resurrection life. The Spirit unpacks freedom and resurrection life. Those are our two points. So let's look at our first one. The Spirit unpacks freedom. If you take a look at our text, verse 1 of chapter 8 in the book of Romans, the text reads like this. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's important to note that every time you see the phrase, in Christ, in the scriptures, you should think of the connection that the Spirit gives us to Jesus and all of his benefits. We are in Christ through a spiritual bonding to him. Not spiritual in, a, in an ethereal way, but spiritual in a very personal way, through the person of the Holy Spirit. And in this verse, we can see the freedom that the Spirit unpacks. We are free from condemnation. Now, Paul is not saying there is therefore now no cause for condemnation. He knew there was cause for condemnation in his life, and we should too. I mean, one brief scan of our social media accounts, our daily commutes, our daily use of our words, it, all this would be enough to reveal cause for our condemnation. If everything that you and I thought last week were to be made public, it could be easily seen that there is cause for condemnation in us, and yet there is no condemnation. To put it another way, the text does not say there is therefore now no failure for those who are in Christ Jesus, because we will fail. The text does not say there is therefore now no struggle for those who are in Christ Jesus, because we will struggle. The text doesn't even say that there is therefore now no weakness for those who are in Christ Jesus, because we will experience weakness. What Paul is saying 
is that there is therefore now no condemnation, no punishment, no indictment for those who are in Christ Jesus, regardless of our missteps, our failures, our struggles, and our weakness. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you see the freedom that the Spirit unpacks in our lives when He binds us to Christ? Look, you may be weary and discouraged, but you're not condemned when you're in Christ. You may be uncertain and confused, but you're not condemned when you're in Christ. You might be spitefully judged by others, but you're not spitefully judged by God when you're in Christ. You might be accused by others, but you're not accused by God when you're in Christ. You are in Christ like Noah was in the ark when the storm broke loose and nothing disturbed his peace. You're in Christ like Israel was, was in their blood-covered houses and the destroyer could not enter. You're in Christ like Jonah was in the fish being carried from a watery grave to dry land. You're not sort of free. You're not somewhat free. You're not 50% free. You are utterly free of condemnation in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what you did, who you did it with, or how long you did it. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. None, zip, zilch, nada, nothing left of God's judgment for you. And when you live in communion with God by His Spirit... You come to own these truths more and more at the identity and behavioral levels. Only the gospel gives you the freedom to admit who you really are and the assurance that you will be loved, regardless of what is found, because you are united to Christ by faith. In Christ, you can be absolutely honest and absolutely beloved. You can be candid without condemnation. Listen, in Christ, you don't work for love. You work from love. And this is one of the most beautiful and profound aspects of the Spirit's ministry. He convinces you that you do not have to work for God's love. You have the freedom to work from God's love. And the surest, the surest truth that we can believe that assures us that God will not stop loving us is that there was never a time where he began to love us. His love is eternal. He set his love on us before the foundations of the world. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of adoption who is constantly in your ear telling you, you're not condemned. You're the beloved. And Christian, if the voice that you hear in your head does not address you as beloved. It's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. Could you imagine what your life would be like if you lived in the, in the Spirit's freedom? Could you imagine what your life would be like if you digested that freedom a little bit more? If you believed in who you are through union with Christ, just a little more deeply, if you began to embrace that freedom a little bit more. Could you imagine what would change in your life? I want to encourage you to uh, some holy reflection, some spiritual imagination about how your life could look different, how your relationships could look different if you were to live in this freedom.
this freedom from condemnation. This is the freedom that the Spirit unpacks in your life. And when He does unpack this freedom and you begin to adjust to this reality, you're less likely to be the kind of person who likes to condemn other people for their sins and failures. That's one practical outworking of this. When that freedom works out in your life, you're more interested in pronouncing blessing and encouragement and love over others. Your work as a missionary in this world is not to cast clouds of disapproval over your non-Christian neighbors. That is not your calling. It's not to let them know that you're disappointed with them, that you don't approve of their decisions. It is to give them a taste of the freedom and love that found you and to invite them to receive it in full through faith in Christ. We should be a taste of no condemnation, that freedom. And we must be careful to ensure that our ways do not contradict our message. If our message is, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, then let us not allow our ways with our neighbors to communicate a message of condemnation. But not only does the Spirit unpack freedom when He moves in, He also unpacks resurrection life, which brings us to our next point. The Spirit unpacks resurrection life. Take a look at verse 11 of chapter 8. It says this. It says, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. You see, Jesus died not only to take away the guilt of our sin and to remove our condemnation, but also to break the power of sin over our lives, and to resurrect Christian virtue, Christian practices, and a Christian heart in each of us. And that resurrection life is imparted by the same Spirit who raised Jesus Himself. God has sent His Spirit, the Spirit of resurrection, to move into our lives, and this is the guarantee that we can and will be changed. In his book, The Road to Character, David Brooks makes the following statement, and I quote, It occurred to me that there were two sets of virtues, the resume virtues and the eulogy virtues. The resume virtues are the skills you bring to the marketplace. The eulogy virtues are the ones that are talked about at your funeral, whether you were kind, brave, honest, or faithful? Were you capable of deep love? We all know that the eulogy virtues are more important than the resume ones, but our culture and our educational systems spend more time teaching the skills and strategies you need for career success than the qualities you need to radiate that sort of inner light. Many of us, he says, are clearer on how to build an external career than on how to build inner character." End quote. I think this is an insightful observation. And what our text is telling us today is that eulogy virtues are the product of resurrection life that the Spirit unpacks in our lives. And here is the good news. God does not love you because you change. He will change you 
because he loves you. And never get those two confused. Let's make it our prayer that the Spirit would continue to unpack freedom and resurrection life in us, not only as individuals, but as a community. Let's pray that he will come in and beautify the place and help us to clean up the messes and, and get a more functional and organized life, not only for ourselves, but together as a community so that we can bear witness to this good news before our neighbors for the glory of God and for the recovery of our world. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for sending your spirit to move in with us. We thank you, Spirit, that you are committed to cleaning up this house, to working in our lives, to unpacking all of the goodness of the Lord Jesus in our lives. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to receive your ministry, to live in communion with you, to really come to grips with the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ, that we are not condemned, that we have in our possession resurrection life, and that power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in us. We ask that you would help us to willingly submit our lives to your transforming work. And we ask, Lord, that that work would not be for our own individual good alone, but that the work that you are doing in us would then enable us to be of greater good to our neighbors, to serve our place. We, we ask, Lord, that we would be able to give our neighbors a foretaste of this freedom and this resurrection life. We ask, Lord, that we would live lives that provoke curiosity as to our great why. So Lord, bless your people in these ways. Meet us in our need and continue to transform us from one degree of glory to the next. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.